What up, everybody? This is Charlie Maverick, and this is another episode of the Backyard Pitmaster Podcast brought to you by the Maverick Podcast Network. How's everyone doing? I feel heavy. <laughs> Do we all feel heavy after this Thanksgiving holiday? Oh, man. I just feel like I can't, I can't give enough energy to get up off the couch. You know, the couch is, has me sunken. I'm in a sunken place, <laughs> as they call it. I'm on the couch chilling. Continuing the bad habits that we embrace during this big day of gluttony. This day disguised as a feast called Thanksgiving. I call it Turkey Day. It's when the uh, pilgrims celebrate the harvest, traditionally, but we know that's not true, if, especially if you're a conspiracy theorist or a deep-level historian. Yeah, man, I feel heavy. How did everybody's Thanksgiving go? Did you prepare your traditional type of meal, the turkey, the, the dressing, or the stuffing, depending on what's your culinary influence has trickled down through your family. Did you make a green bean casserole? <laughs> I saw a couple of posts on Facebook questioning why this is a thing. Ew, yuck. I'm telling you, hey, that, that, it's good. We didn't have that. You know, I haven't had it in a, a long while, but that's one of those things. That's tradition. Did you have your cranberry sauce? How did you make your turkey? Did you venture out and do something other than the oven? Did you change your tactic this year? Or did you revert back from a failed attempt from a prior year? <laughs> it could go either way, right? It could go either way. So talked to a few people that had their first smoked turkey ever in life. Blew their mind. They were like, whoa, I was missing out. I had this oven baked turkey for decades now i see the light the smoke does something to this thing what's going on what is this thing called smoke and then some people had their turkey deep fried for the first time lost their minds i remember the first time i had a deep fried turkey i was either a well, let me see a junior or senior in high school and one of the science teachers in school miss green shout out to miss green her husband made a uh, deep fried turkey brought it into you know the school to share with some of her favorite churn <laughs> children for those of you that aren't geeky-ish you know what i mean <laughs> it was delicious fabulous changed my life then I reverted back to oven-baked turkey and, you know, I lived in a dark place for a while. But using these new cooking tactics for you that have tried this new thing, doesn't it open up your creative mind in the culinary realm? Doesn't it make you want to do other things with smoke? Does it make you want to you know, maybe put something on the on the grill, the smoker, 
which is a turkey. Spatchcock it, which is basically butterflying it. Putting it on there and getting some nice smoke on there. See if you can crisp up that skin. Or if you want to pull the turkey, that's the thing that people are newly being accustomed to is pulled turkey, just like pulled chicken. Pulled chicken wasn't popular for whatever reason. Pulled pork is. But, oh, man, if you like pulled chicken, good God have mercy. Pulled turkey is, is going to change your life. Change it, I say. It's amazing what you can do if you expand your imagination and try to go in and say, hey, you know, I'm going to want to try this new thing. Hopefully it works. The, the, here, here's the thing. No matter what you do, no matter how you cook your turkey, people, no matter how you cook your turkey, <laughs> make sure you don't do two things. You don't overcook it and you don't undercook it. Hey, if it's not seasoned enough, I mean, people find a way to got gravy. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just don't oversee. Okay, three things. Don't overcook it, don't undercook it, and don't over season it. Under seasoning, you may be able to get somewhere depending on how your method is of putting it on the grill. You know, you may inject it, you may brine it. I'm mostly talking about these people that brine, you know, heavy, heavy salt brine and then take it out and just have the same amount of salt seasoning on <laughs> as you would if you didn't. Watch out. Don't do that. Don't do that. But it's amazing what, what you can do if you if you try new things with these traditional type of proteins, you know, excitement, bring new love into the atmosphere. Have people talking and say, hey, this is good. What'd you do? Smoked it. Oh, man, I like it. And the look on people's face is priceless. As long as you don't F it up. Just don't F it up. But if you if you get it right, the look on their face is like, holy shit. I am uh, I, I'm a believer. <laughs> so I had a past podcast we recorded it um the day before no no wait wait it was that tuesday tuesday whatever day this past week i can't remember i did a couple of podcasts so <laughs> it all runs together the backyard pitmaster podcast the last episode is with terrence p elmore of brown sugar cafe brand and jeffrey boyd from outdoors with jeff we talked about all things live fire, getting ready for Turkey Day. I'm here to talk to you about post-Turkey Day. But make sure you listen to that episode in the feed. Make sure you search for the Maverick Podcast Network and any of the world's most popular places to listen to podcasts. Yeah, you know, it's it's a thing that People hold dear to them these holidays. And it's something that people really either stress out about negatively or have, they get real anxious, you know, in a positive light. Getting ready for this holiday, this one day of gluttony that we 
I, I mean, a lot of the world outside of the U.S. celebrates Thanksgiving <laughs> when it's a U.S. centric holiday. But you know, hey, look, we celebrate, you know, Cinco de Mayo. Hey, whatever. Well, who's the judge? We sell. Some people celebrate Chinese New Year. Definitely in China over here. Some of y'all don't even like Chinese people. I don't, I don't, whatever. That's a that's a whole nother topic. You got to get right with God about. <laughs> and what else we got? Uh, um, something big. I'm forgetting. Well, St. Patrick's Day ain't really. I I, I don't know. It's supposed to be what. Irish? Scottish? Can't remember the difference between the two. I'm sorry. One fights more than the other. <laughs> One... Shit. Uh oh. Hey, hey, don't cancel me for that. Y'all guys know it's true. Stereotypes are around for a reason. But you know, we get ready for this holiday. And then. The gluttony sets in, the the the, the sluggishness sets in. Some of y'all, some of y'all plan right, go on diets. Some of y'all just start going all the way and be like, hey, this is my last hurrah. If this is my last meal during COVID, too soon. Come on, man. Come on, man. Chill out. Chill out. Don't be so serious. If this is my last meal. Shall it be one of full feast-style gluttony? Shall we feast on these carcasses of animal <laughs> to show our thanks and appreciation? You know, some people cater, get, get food catered. Some people get the, the big thing that, you know, they want other people to make the turkey at least so they don't have to stress out about that. Most people stress out about the turkey. Then you, you spend a lot of money for other people to prepare it and other people just go, you know, all in home style. Let's let's get it in. Um, succeed or, or fail. Let's, let's get these turkeys going. Let's get all these fixings going. It's a big thing in black family to come around on Sundays anyway for a Thanksgiving style feast. We kind of practice year round. <laughs> hey, hey, look. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't want to go in all willy nilly into Thanksgiving like I'm a year. It's like going to one of those all you can eat buffets. You've been to one. And you're like, oh, yeah, you didn't really. You didn't really prepare for you. Like, I'm going to eat the whole damn shit. You didn't prepare, right? You didn't mentally prepare or, or your gut was prepared. And then you had like one, two plates. And then other people at the table like, hey, you done already? They're like, ah, oh, I wasn't ready. See, look, the same thing. You may not be ready, may have not been ready for this holiday. I think I was a little bit too ready. I started off, God damn it, after, after, after Halloween. It was a couple weeks later, so I'm not going to blame Halloween. We got this, we have these cravings just to have some treats that you haven't had in a while. I think we were watching 
some show and it was brought back a bit of nostalgia. It was like, hey, you remember those candies from when we were a ch- when we were a child? You know, gummy candies. Oh, let's get a couple of those. Here's a couple of bags of gummy bears and you know, once in a while thing. You know, got treat yourself. You know, you used to do that every Friday going to Blockbuster and getting off the candy aisle. You know what I'm saying? It's something like that. Started there and we didn't slow down since. Well, at least I didn't. I'm actually sluggish today. I'm surprised that I got on this mic today. I'm kind of leaning forward, hoping that I don't put too much pressure on my stuff. It feels like I hurt myself constantly this whole week. I'm paying for it. I'm paying for it. I know, hey, some of you might be too. Hopefully, you didn't have it so so bad. (laughs) Oh, man. This is crazy. So what we did for Thanksgiving, it wasn't a traditional thing at all. Um, it was my wife, my sister-in-law, and myself. There's three of us chilling. Didn't have a traditional Thanksgiving meal at all. We had a seafood fest. I know a lot of you guys don't even want to do the traditional stuff. So, hey, seafood is the way to go if you don't have an allergy. We're from coastal town. Charleston, South Carolina. We love to eat seafood. It's in our blood. You know what I mean? So any given chance that we can have some seafood, we could do it all year round technically, but, you know, we've had the traditional meals so often, and you never know that we might have the traditional one for Christmas. And it's a basic duplication of the meal that you have for Thanksgiving. Might even have exactly the same dishes. Turkey, ham, all that. The sweets all all the way around. Maybe not so much pumpkin for people that eat pumpkin, but eh, I don't know why you eat pumpkin anyway. Go for sweet potato. You know what I mean? So we had this seafood fest. Oh, that's beautiful. I don't know if you guys know about Frogmore stool. I don't know why I say it like that. Frogmore stool. Frogmore stew. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get the, the consonants and vowels out so you don't look up the wrong spelling of a word. So frogmore stew is from what I know growing up in Charleston, it is low country centric in nature of how it was conceived as a dish. And this is more like a a crab boil, per se, right? With a little bit extra. But this was a modified version. This wasn't the whole shebang, skadoodle type of frogmore stew. We have the corn cob and all that. Let's let's just eat what we, let's just put in there what we know we're going to get right now. Because, you know, sometimes I don't go back to the corn. So what we did have some snow crab legs, which might I add, snow crab legs, ma'am, sirs, (laughs) increased in price, I must say. I must say, I am. I'm telling you, I don't know what's going on with this uh, presidential administration. I'm. I'm not going to really speak on politics too much, but I gotta say, these prices are going up a lot. So you can blame it on the supply chain if you want. That's your guy's uh, job to figure that out. But um, yeah, expensive. At least fifteen dollars more than usual. But anyway, <laughs> we had some snow crab legs. Wow, from Publix. Shout out to Publix. They they have. Really good snow crab legs. If you're not close, 
to a seafood market, wherever you are. They do source some really good crab legs, I must say. Next up is Kroger after that, but Publix usually has larger crab legs, and they look a little fresher. Does that make sense? So they don't stay too long in the processing plant. You know what I mean? So along with that, we had some shrimp. I think it was jumbo-sized shrimp. Um, peeled devein, and one was just devein. Both worlds. Roger Wood sausage. Let me tell you. Let's talk about Roger Wood sausage. Not, not only is it the best pork sausage in the world, which makes it the best sausage in the world, it is a very versatile sausage. Now, if you grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, or in the Southeast, you probably know about Roger Wood sausage. And if your store doesn't carry Roger Wood sausage, you should stop going to that store, especially if you live in the Southeast. This is something that is, is traditional. We put it in our red rice. We put it in our gumbo. We put it in our frogmore stew. We put it in a whole... Look, I put it on top of grits. Sometimes I just smoke it, eat it like a sausage dog. Boom. Hey, it is actually... and You might not get a specific duplicate of a favorite profile from, you know, as, as if you were to do undoey. Undoey has a little bit more of a... I wouldn't say gamey, but it has a little tang to it. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Roger Wood sausage, man. Wow. Amazing thing. If you don't have Roger Wood sausage in your refrigerator or freezer on deck at any given point in your life and you eat pork, what are you doing with your life? There are testimonials to this sausage that will, that will make you reevaluate why you missed this so long. But yes, Roger Wood sausage, it doesn't have to be the spicy kind. There is the, the, the regular and there's the spicy. We, you know, there's enough spice in the original one. But hey, hell be it may. I don't know where that phrase came from. But if you feel so inclined to do the spicy one, and I have, it's great. Whatever you boil it in, it'll just make that more flavorful. Just put, just, just think of that. It's, the most flavorful sausage I've ever had in my goddamn life. <sighs> I ain't lying. So you got to have that in there. Oh, man. And you have to have the red potatoes. Just in case things get a little too spicy, it soaks it up. And boy, the, my wife, so my wife did the, the frogmore stew. I didn't actually cook it all. I, 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 I got to say this. Didn't cook it all. Yeah, I'm amazed too. I only did some sous chef prep work. Eh, that's not enough to get credit. So the, the ladies did the, the cooking. Um, hey, I'm not a chauvinist. Leave me alone. That's just how it happened. Hey, I didn't have to I didn't have to grill anything, you know? It's, it was all a plan here, yeah? you know what I'm saying? So what she does is she takes the potatoes out at a certain point, doesn't boil all the way through, and you scoop it out. She takes it out and just mixes it with butter and a couple of garlic herbs and some such like that i don't know the magic she does to it but she sets it to the side so it's not it's not too soggy it doesn't have that type of sogginess that you'd be worried about if you just kept them in the boil itself very smart very smart that was accompanied by the best seafood pasta i have probably had in my life just think of 
if you had, let's say, uh, crawfish, shrimp, like a bisque type of a base with heavy cream, a um, little bit of baby spinach, some peppers in there to make it colorful and flavorful. There was some, uh, and again, I didn't make this. My wife did. So I'm not going to give away all the ingredients. You got, you got to try it yourself. Um, there was definitely some clam juice in there. And a little bit of the broth from the um, the crawfish. So the crawfish came pre-prepared. Not pre-prepared, I guess. It's in the frozen food, the seafood area. I forget the brand of it, but it's, it's a Louisiana. It has Louisiana on it. Louisiana um, crawfish oil thingy. Yeah, whatever. And I just pressure cooked that for a while. She used the meat from that, so I shelled them. And she used a little bit of the broth. And, man, that thing was amazing. Linguine noodles was the pasta of choice. Holy crap. Whew. This thing about that makes me uh, heavy again. And then to finish it off with a, a nice compliment was some seared scallops. Um, came from Costco. Sister-in-law made that. Had some asparagus, too. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. Well-rounded, non-traditional seafood spin to Thanksgiving. There was a lot of food. Of course, we didn't finish in the first few rounds. But, oh, man, it was so good. I, t I tell you, it's, it's one of those things where I'm trying to roll off the couch still. We had a, a couple of things left over. We finished those off. The, the seafood pasta, I'm telling you, that thing, the thing will make you take a nap. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, man. So the cooks that have been going on more recently with me, we're doing a few things around, you know, some traditional, some non-traditional. I got a couple of videos up now. I didn't know if you guys knew about that. Make sure you uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that bell icon. Be notified for new content. And look, I, I'm going to just go back to the episode that I had with uh, Terrence and Jeff. Getting ready for Turkey Day. They got on me hard in the pre-show. So listen to the bonus content and the feed for that from last week that got on me hard in the pre-show about doing video my wife has got on me not really got on me but like hey why don't you do this do 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 the video people people like that i still have to talk to one of my homies about maybe doing some type of a hosting thing with uh, a food centric you know show filmed show don't know if it's scripted or not so, I got, you know, I've been feeling like I needed to put something up there. So, I got some uh, videos up on YouTube. You can find it under the Maverick Podcast Network, the search there. Everything's the same. You know where to find it. <laughs> Posting these to a new area, too. So, w w the first thing that 
I want to talk about before I do the video thing is lemon pepper turkey wings. I mean, hey, we're still talking about Thanksgiving time, holiday time. People still going to be eating turkey. People don't like, I don't know, certain cuts of the turkey. So you might want to do something non-traditional again. I know people like to have lemon pepper wings. Oh, lemon pepper wings are one of my favorite things in the world. So I made some smoked lemon pepper turkey wings on the Weber kettle. Didn't have a video for this one. It was kind of a simple cook, you know, defrosted some turkey wings, brined it a little bit. Not much. Brined it. Uh, rinsed off a little bit of brine, pat it dry. Put some, uh, and it's Kingsford brand lemon pepper rub. That's all you need on it. That's all you need. It's a nice blend. You don't have to put more salt on it, pepper. Just put that on there. You can layer it on thick if you're going to smoke it for a while. Let the flavors just go in and permeate the meat. This is just depends on how much you like lemon pepper, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so put that on the Weber kettle. I think I did it for an hour and a half, maybe. When it got to about 150-ish, I checked on it, said, hey, let me take it out, take it off the grill. I want to do something different. I want to put it in the air fryer. Just to see what happens with the skin. So sometimes I do have the problem with having non-crispy skin on poultry. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, here's a foolproof way not to have that happen. And I've done turkey wings in the air fryer before, so I know. No matter what, it's going to get it crispy. Just depends how crispy it will get. Other thing I could have did is put it in some hot oil. That actually might be the best way to go if you just have that planned out. But this part was a little last minute type of planning. So I put it in the air fryer real quick. I didn't have the oil ready. <laughs> and I didn't want to use the oil that we were supposed to use for Thanksgiving and be the a-hole that like, hey, where's the rest of the oil? Oh, well, we don't have any more. <laughs> what you using on finishing off those turkey wings then go back to the store see that's the conversation that would have happened i would have been going back to the store <laughs> it turned out well i used the pellets again for the smoke with the smoke tube i'm really getting accustomed to using that a lot now I do have some wood chunks left that I do use and I actually did use yesterday. I'll talk about that a little bit later, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's easy. I know it's not going to over smoke. I'm not going to get any dirty smoke as long as I clean out the grill properly before. And it's one of the best things that you can do. It's like best of both worlds. You, you know that you're going to get that, that fry-ish type of crispy on the skin. And then you're going to get the smokiness from the grill. Beautiful. 
what I like to do is I, I cut them in, you know, I, I take the tips off of them, the wing tips off of them, and I cut them into party wings. You know, just taking the flat and the drummy in the, between the two of those pieces is cutting it in half, separate and have it little sections. <laughs> if, you, if you glance at the, the drum part of the turkey wing, <laughs> you mistake it for a chicken leg. I'm not lying to you. If you, I'm telling you people, if you ever get bored of just chicken and you can find a pretty good deal on some chicken wings, I mean, uh, turkey wings, Butterball usually has them everywhere. Pretty good price. They're not in high demand for someone, you know, for some reason. That's how I usually consume turkey through the year. Those, those wings or, you know, maybe the turkey neck or whatever, whatever. But yeah, hey, put that in the place of chicken. Like if you just want to make some hot wings or whatever, do do turkey instead. Be creative. You got to do a little bit more work with crisping up the skin because it is a thicker skin. Just keep mindful of that, and then you'll be fine. I love doing that. I think I'll keep doing that. It doesn't take long at all. So what I was doing before, and I wanted to talk about this one. Oh, this is the video. Oh. First video was a, about a 23-minute video, I think it was. It was smoked hot wing pulled chicken on the Weber kettle. Holy shit. Let me tell you. So if, you, if you've heard me talk about this before, I've got accustomed to getting the whole chicken. Now, instead of getting chicken parts, it runs you about 4 or $5. High-priced stores. Six ceiling better be seven. I mean, you can get some uh, with a pack of two for seven dollars, depending on where you get it at. It was about a four ish pound chicken, I think, four closer to four, three, three point eight somethings. I rounded out to four pounds, might have been bigger than that. I actually think it was bigger than that. I think it was no, nah, I think it was slightly over four pounds. Slightly, not not much. I think I'm looking at and remembering another weight of something else that, yeah, I don't think it was that. So I took that. I didn't spatchcock it or anything like I usually do. I kept it whole. The video's up. I just want you guys to go watch that, see how, you know, it's lengthy. So what I did is, is take you through the whole process of how I light up the grill, lit the grill, with my torch. It's called a torch. It's an electric torch. It doesn't spit fire out, but it's, it's a product that ignites your coals pretty quickly. A lot safer than using a charcoal chimney, especially if you have kids or pets around. Or flammable objects. <laughs> Started that, took you through how I seasoned the whole chicken, injected it with hot sauce butter. Easy cook. Just put it on the kettle with the wood pellets again. It didn't take super long. Uh, kept it, kept the grill around maybe 275, 300 max out, you know. Let it cook until it got to, uh, of course, about, let me see, 150-ish. Then I started to base with butter. Oh, beautiful. 
help crisp the skin, but it didn't matter about the crispy skin because I pulled it anyway. Now, when I pulled this thing, it was just like a hot wing. Every bit of this thing tastes like a hot wing. The injection with the hot sauce and butter was a win. I put a I put mostly Texas Pete, a little bit of tapatio, and some butter in there. Your portions may vary depending on how much you want to do it. I usually when I was when I was thinking to do this, I only thought to do maybe like a couple of teaspoons, tablespoons of butter. That should be enough. You know, to inject the whole bird. Get you get yourself a, a nice injector. You'll see the one I used in the video. Get yourself a meat thermometer. Wireless one. It's a pretty good price these days. Just let the thing roll on there. When it gets to 150-ish, you start basting it. Take it off when the thigh is 175. Breast is 160. You want that carry over to 165. You take it off then if you want a little bit more. I mean, it's going to pull anyway. You could actually wrap the whole thing. I just wrap it, cover it with foil. Especially if the skin is getting too dark, darker than what you want it to get. So be versatile with it. You go take a look at the video, see how I did it. That was a very fun cook, very easy cook. You always like a, 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 one of those cooks that are very um, without stress. I like those. Those are one of those cooks where I'm like, yeah, that felt good. So I got that video up, and <laughs> um, I had a little trial and tribulation around editing. I have an older iPad Air 2. Yeah, it's back in the day. It ran out of storage. So when I, when I edited on iMovie, as it was suggested by um, Jeffrey Boyd, I ran into a storage problem, and it wouldn't, wouldn't publish it, right? So, yeah. Had to figure it out and actually go to use an iPhone. <clears throat> Sorry, you Android people. Hey, I tried. Um, for whatever reason, hey, I shot the footage on the iPhone. The movie format is QuickTime. Most things don't like QuickTime format unless it's Apple products. <laughs> or you pay for maybe Adobe Premiere or something like that. I don't know. But, no. So eventually got that up, and hey, everybody's everybody's happy now, right? <laughs> I'm not going to stop doing the video thing. It's not too bad. I think I could find out a rhythm to it. However, I would say, I will say, I will say, I must say, uh, there are a couple of occasions where there was ambient noise that may lead me towards the the Jeffrey Boyd method of doing it of doing voiceovers. I like to talk live while I'm doing it and let it be, you know, something that's super organic, super real time feeling, you know, engaging. I'm talking to you while I do it, but however, you know, neighbors have kids, dogs are off and ah happens in the background. It wasn't so bad on one of them, but there is a video I'm working on. <laughs> Actually, the one I shot yesterday, which was flank steak pinwheels. <laughs> the dog went crazy. The neighbor's dog went crazy. My dog doesn't do this. 
my neighbor's dog. I don't know what type of dog it is. Um, I don't. I just don't know. I know it's a smaller dog because of the the, the way it barks, but it barks at everything, everything, everything. I was telling the dog to shut up. You know, I can't post a video with saying, "Hey, shut up, dog." You know, I could, I could, I could, I might, I might, I still might. I don't know, but it's basically like you know, you got to worry about ambient noise. And living in the neighborhood, you know, people just. You live around people, you just have that issue. I know um, uh, Sam the cooking guy constantly had a problem (laughs) with recording with his neighbor having gardening done and the dog going crazy. That doesn't happen much anymore. I guess they come to an agreement. But uh, it, it, it took a while. So I might be doing voiceovers. Now, on this, the, the cook that I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to post, it's not anything super special. However, it is the idea that came up a while ago when I was talking about a few many times taking a Publix, um, the butcher at Publix prepares certain you know, just take it home dishes and put it in your oven or whatever. And there were flank steak pinwheels that they do. They stuff it with spinach, baby spinach, and mozzarella cheese. Pretty good. Or is it provolone? I think it's mozzarella. Pretty good. All you got to do is season it up. They already have the twine on it. You got to be very careful how you, you uh, manhandle this. You don't know how tight the twine is on it. You know, that's the thing when you do pinwheels. You got to be very cognizant of how how sturdy the foundation of this thing is so you don't unravel everything. <laughs> no. Season it liberally with some salt, pepper, garlic powder, a little bit of onion powder. Get some nice smoke on it. So with this one, I, I actually use the, the wood chunks. On this one, and I use the smaller Smokey Joe Weber kettle for this cook. I hope you all like that one. I'm going to put up um, that. That's basically like, hey, you you just you don't have time to prepare the cut that you want to grill, so it's already done for you. You have to season it still, so it's still your own. But someone else butchers it and does the prep work for you. I mean, hey, there's no shame in this game. It's it's easy. Let's say that's what you wanted. You just don't have time to to break down the flank steak, roll and stuff it, you know, stuff it and roll it, wrap it with twine, get all that stuff done, put up forth all that effort after a long days of work. Sometimes you just want to take something, put it on the grill. Now, I like these because they put it in a foil pan where you can just put it on the grill, oven, air fryer, wherever you want to do with it. It retains moisture pretty well, so it doesn't get dry out. If you if you are worried about the structural integrity of it, just keep it in there. If you want to sear it, be adventurous, take it out, that's fine. I've done it before. Didn't do it this round, but I left it in the pan. Get some, Got some nice hickory and cherry smoke on it. Let's roll with it. Topped it. I think my wife topped it with a little bit more cheese after taking it off. 
I could put more cheese to it all. Now, what I do, like as I do with all my steaks, is I put a little bit of that uh, garlic herb butter that you get from the stores in this nice gold wrapper by all the other butter products in your local grocery store. Mm, Got to try it out. It's amazing. Amazing. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a little pricey versus what you pay for with regular butter, but it's worth it. Trust me. Trust me. If you if you love steak and you like garlic and you like butter, this is your thing. This is going to be your best friend. <laughs> so put it on there and all worked out well. What you want to do is you don't, I mean, whatever you want your steak temperature to be at, that's fine. Use a insta-read thermometer. See where the doneness is at. Take it off when it's ready for you. Took it off at 140, 142-ish range, which is a nice medium. Boy, if it likes medium, a little pink in the middle. Like a little crust on the outside rims of this pinwheel. Pretty good. Oh, pretty good. So let me tell you what is coming up next. Actually, today, I am... I'm in the process of prepping some chuck roast, which I also did a short video post on YouTube for. This was a past one, long time ago, long time ago. But I'm going to do burnt ends this time. Burnt ends. You guys don't know what burnt ends are? It's from, it's what people do with the a cut of brisket that's been cooked. I, I believe it's the point. Or is it the flat? I can't remember. I think it's the point. And they take it and cube it up and put it in a little sauce in a pan, cover it, let it get smoky, let it get happy. You know what I mean? Because it already has a smoke on it from the brisket, so I already did that part. They cube it up, put it in the sauce, your favorite barbecue sauce, whatever you want. Put it in the, you, you basically cook it till it's like really really super tender take it off it's probably going to be an internal temperature of like 203 205 when you're done but you want it to be you want you want to put that probe in there and you want it to just go in like butter like soft butter not not butter that you just took out of the refrigerator and put no you want <laughs> you want to be like room temperature butter <laughs> peanut butter there you go peanut butter you want to be like peanut butter. It's a, the same amount of resistance. Maybe not the chunky peanut butter. Maybe not the peanut butter that you also had in the refrigerator. Probably not that one. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So these, this is not going to be on from a brisket, though. It's going to be a, a chuck roast, which a lot of people say is poor man's brisket. And brisket, like a lot of beef products, costs a lot today. I wouldn't buy a brisket just to make burnt ends. A lot of people don't anymore if that's what you want. So I found a pretty good priced um, chuck roast. And I've been, maybe this is the uh, second time in a few weeks that I've used the chuck roast. Last time it was a pot roast, but this time it's going to be the burnt ends. I'm going to cube them up before I put it on the smoker. Gonna cube them up in nice, nice sized bits. Maybe take 
let's say, I would say maybe the length of the first two knuckles on your index finger, unless you have really small fingers, I don't know. But that's the way you want to cut it, probably like two inches thick in a square. Put some nice smoke on it. Mm, this time, I don't know if I'm. See, this is this is what I'm not sure of. I don't know if I'm going to use the pellets or if I'm going to use the wood chunks. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not sure. However, when it gets to a nice color that I like, nice deep, deep color, nice bark on it that looks like the exterior of a brisket, I'm going to put some nice barbecue sauce on. Now, the barbecue sauce I'm going to use is a sugar-free one. Not the one that has the nasty aftertaste, but, oh, man, I forgot the name of this. So, yeah, it's a black guy on the bottle. <laughs> black guy on the bottle. It's not many bottles with black guys on it. There's barbecue sauce, sugar-free. There's a hickory, and, and there's a few other flavors. Um, it comes in a, like, a brownish uh, label. I, I got to look it up now. I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up. But that's the one that we like to use when we're trying to use less sugar. Barbecue sauce. Let's see. G Hughes. There we go. All right. I wasn't sure if I was gonna remember it off the top of my head, but yeah, G Hughes has a nice brand of sugar-free barbecue sauce that doesn't have that aftertaste like sugar-free products do. You know what I'm talking about. And you still get the caramelization. I don't know. It's molasses, I think, in it. I don't know. It doesn't taste... If you do a taste test between his brand and those stuff that has, you know, the high fructose corn syrup in it, I'm telling you, you can't tell the difference. Unless you're that... Unless you are that meticulous. And if you are... I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what your priorities are in life. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that is going to go on there when I, right before I wrap. Now, I'm not going to use a one of those disposable um, trays you put it in. I'm going to use one that I, we don't really use at all. I like, a lot of people use like the, the aluminum trays, put stuff in, cook it on the grill. I, I see, it's easy to dispose. You know, don't have to worry about it. But sometimes, sometimes, it feels good to just take the thing off. Just put it in the dishwasher, and you're not contributing to the landfill garbage amount. You know, the foil, right? You know, one-time use stuff is fine for parties. But, uh, I mean, hey, if you're going to also use it as, like, maybe a serving dish, you never know. Just clean up a little bit, repurpose it, boom, boom, boom. If it has a little charcoal smoke on it, make sure that you, um, I don't know, put a little bit of white vinegar on it, uh, treat it well, you know, look up some videos on how to keep it, it's, um, it's nice color if it's, if it's a certain type of metal, you know what I mean? Do that, or clay pot, I don't know, Dutch oven, whatever you have, you don't have to necessarily use the foil ones, they are convenient though, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Bath I wrap it in there. Get it nice and happy. Oh, that's gonna be great. I'm I'm gonna work on that video. 
they might have to have a voiceover on it because it is Sunday. People are outside, and it's a beautiful day. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. I can't wait till you guys see that. One last thing before I go for this week is channel updates. So I already talked about doing the videos on the YouTube channel. Well, there's also new things happening on the Facebook side of things that I wanted to talk about. Wasn't sure if you guys were aware. Maybe not. There's a lot of things happening in the world. I don't know what your priorities are. I'm not the one that can tell you what your priority should be. However, if you can fit it in your priority somewhere, I'm not going to tell you where to rank it at all. I'm just appreciative that you included it somewhere in your priority list. Make sure you check out <laughs> Make sure you check out uh, two things on Facebook. So if you're not a part of the Facebook page, please look for uh, a Facebook page called the Maverick Podcast Network. Or you can go on facebook.com forward slash Charlie Maverick, M-A-V-E-R-I-C. And you can get all the episodes that come through the RSS feed for the podcast. You can listen right in the Facebook, right in the app, not on the website, but the app. This is not visible on the on the site itself from a desktop. But if you're on the Facebook app, who doesn't have that in, installed? You can listen directly from there. You don't even have to keep your phone screen on. So Terrence and I were a part. Terrence P. Omar, that is, was was a part of a uh, a Twitter Spaces thing, kind of like Clubhouse. And there were some pointers on how to expand your podcast visibility. Some new ways to think about things. And there is a way that you can import your podcast RSS feed directly into your Facebook page. Awesome, right? So did that. Seems like I had a good amount of traction for all the podcasts on the network. I'd like to give you guys an option. We, we were trying to do um, audio-only video feeds, which is oxymoron type of thing. What a moron type of thing to do. Just to ensure that there was a, a direct feed of some type of content directly into the page. Because you know Facebook doesn't like exterior links be shared takes away from them they want to keep you on the site unless they can monetize it but this way you can listen to the show because there was no video on the podcast feed anyway right so you listen to the show anytime you want you get updates there and there's a new thing specific to this podcast that spun up from that page there is a group called the backyard pitmasters just look up on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash backyard pitmasters. There is a group that is out there that I just started uh, yesterday, actually. So, uh, hot off the press. <laughs> really hot off the press. So, trying to put that group together so there would be a safe haven for all you backyard pitmasters to get pointers from each other, have discussions, be social. I didn't see there was a a group like this on Facebook. There are some barbecue groups out there like, you know, Barbecue Pit Boys and all that, you know, the, the huge followings. And I'm, I'm a part of those too. 
But these are for those people that don't want to be in that huge group. Maybe it might grow to a certain level one day. It gives you an opportunity to really, really converse with each other. You can see the videos that I have. You can see the videos that people like Jeffrey Boyd put together and those that are, you know, doing a lot of great things on YouTube, putting out content, video, visual, stuff like that. And any podcast related audio or visual type of content, articles, tips and tricks, anything that you want to put on there. It's a, it's a good it's a good place for everyone to come together, and talk about all things live fire. If you are a backyard pit master. Not everybody's on the competition circuit, nor do we aspire to be. We just do this for the love of it. Oh, the love. Because it is hard work. <laughs> it is hard work. You know, it's not, it's not a clean job. It's not a dirty job. It's a job that is, is, is fulfilling um, to the soul and the stomach, I guess. <laughs> But wanted to mention that. I'll leave a link to that in the uh, show notes. So you guys check that out. Please, please, please check that out. Join. Tell a friend. We try to do content on this podcast channel every week for you guys. And I will aspire to always get some new stuff out to you. Even if it's just quick video, quick pod, quick bonus content, piece. I like to put out to you guys. If you have a a a a desire to be on the show, make sure you reach out to me. Hey, I'm a welcome guy. I'm I'm a hey, I welcome you. I don't bite. That's nasty. I don't bite. Reach out to me. You want to be on the show? Talk about some things. You're doing some great things. You got you got some remarks or like, hey Charlie, you stupid. Say that. Say that. I don't mind. Hey, tough skin. You know what I mean? Tough skin. You know, if you want to promote your product out there, you're just passing through whatever you want to do. If if you have questions about grilling and you want to ask questions on the show, hey, you could do it a couple of ways. You could leave a voice message on Anchor Link that's in the show notes. You could do that. You can send an email. You could, hey, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Post on the social media. Tweet me at Charlie Maverick. You know, make comments and on the video stuff, however you want to do it. Get at me and let's talk about everything live fire because, you know, I think it's America's favorite pastime. I know people like baseball and all that, but I don't, I don't know. You guys be sitting out there talking about, you. Can, I can get out there and watch this game passively. Obviously, I don't think it's that interesting. <laughs> Bring steroids back. Bring stairs back. All right, guys. So I am Charlie Maverick with Maverick Barbecue. And this is show is this show is brought to you by the Maverick Podcast Network. Please tune in the next time to the next, to the next Backyard Pitmaster Podcast. Stay safe out there and light that bitch on fire.